This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How are you doing, Reavers? I am well. I am well. You just informed the mayor, and of course, you got the mayor's downtrodden Oh, why didn't oh, we think of I know. that look? But you were right. You're spot on with this so, observation. The other night, sleepless me, middle of the night, thinking about this. Because earlier in the night, my wife had made a comment when we were at the 1,000th podcast. Mm-hmm. She said, everybody knew everything. And, I, you know, they all knew the characters. Yep, yep. And they knew that was the Lake Detective. And I said, yeah, you're listening to the show. It's, it's you know, they, they have a lot of formula on the show that makes yep. it so great. And then I thought to myself, the one huge miss that we had, and I'm going to say me. Even we, I'm going to throw we into okay, it. That's fair. Is that he You're didn't? Part of the show. Yeah, he didn't read an email that started out with "Hail to the Flashlight King." You know, I wish, I wish we what, would. That would have been amazing. You would have had 750 people say "Hail you" in, in, a, in an environment and in an arena. That was so great with sound. Oh, it, it would have been, been so cool. Yeah, and he went through a bunch of great stuff, and the show was off the charts. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it, the 1,000th podcast. Yep. But that would have been so great to have a hail you there. What did it have been? Dang it. I wish I wish we had thought of that, because that would have been very, very cool. So I was listening to the podcast, and I had my phone on, and I'm playing in my wife's in the background. She says, is, is Joe kind of always like that? And I said, <laughs> I said, he's a lovable curmudgeon, right? And she said, yeah, but I said, you got to just, you got to listen to more than just a little bit, right? You mm-hmm. have to, you have to get it yes. to, to see that there's no, it's not ill-tempered. No. He's just lovable curmudgeon. And the show, I think, personally speaking anyway, it's become more like a club now that it's a podcast. Yeah. As opposed to when it was on the radio, even though it had a very club feel to it when it was a radio show. Obviously, because yep. you, you know you Everybody just look knew at the state it. fair. Yep, yep. But I think it's become even more so now that we are a podcast. At least I, I feel that way. Um, anyway. I'm very proud that Fratelloni's is paying for the first month for everybody for the club. Yes, right. Yes. So I said I want everybody to experience this this backstage feel. So we gave those $10 gift cards, right? We don't pay directly for the first month of the club. But it's a trade-off. But it's a trade-off. Yep. You're going to get 10 bucks if Fratelloni's coming in and spend 10 bucks. It costs 10 bucks to join the membership. So that was cool. I thought I was super excited to do that. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to uh, see some of those gift cards come in now. Speaking of the 1,000th uh, podcast mm-hmm. and speaking of you and speaking of the town council, we got a great email from Father Doug Ebert. Uh, subject line, Weekly Scramble. FYI, I would have stayed at the Art Center in Hopkins for a Scramble podcast. A GL listener since day one. I have now been listening to the Scramble since it became a regular podcast. I very much enjoy the show. Thank you very much, Father Doug. Oh, I bless him. I, I don't know. Did you have a chance to meet Father Doug at the at 30 Bales? Um, I did not know he okay. was a father. I should have maybe put myself into a little bit better position. Well, he, I, I did have a chance to talk to him. He actually did the service for my grandmother's funeral really? over a year ago. So was that's he, how I he met. Was, was he front row? He might have been. I, I don't know where he sat because you know I what? couldn't he's like, see anything. He's like, he's used to having parishioners be out there, right? right yeah. So he's like, I'm getting front row because he knows those people are fastest to God, right? right those right. people are going to go to heaven first. And did, I think Father Doug also, you know, he introduced himself. It was me my mother and my cousin that were doing some of the readings and I was doing the eulogy. Mm-hmm. And so he had said, well, here's kind of what the game plan is going to be. You guys can pick whatever order you guys want to go in, what whatnot. 
And then when I was done with the eulogy, because of course, what did I do? I brought the house down. Sure. But I'm joking. Did you get a standing on one of those? No. But he did, he did go. Well, I guess Reavers did cut into my time. Oh, it was, it was, no, it was perfect. Really, okay, it was absolutely good. perfect yeah. because it, it was very, and he did a wonderful job. So anyway, but it was, it was nice to see him because I hadn't seen him since the day of the service, where which did, was over a year ago. Where does he uh, work? Uh, this was down at Hazelwood Church, which is right, you can see it from 35. So it's, I guess, right before you get to the big steer exit, which is Highway 19. Okay. And then after you pass the, if you're going south, by the way. Uh, and after you pass the Elko Newmarket exit. So can we call that a tertiary suburb? Like it's way out it's there. It's in Webster Township. Uh, Webster Township. So th- that's where the father's from there. I don't know if he's okay, from or there. Does I believe he he's from Lakeville. Okay, maybe yeah. he's got a lot. Yeah. Of, maybe maybe if you're a father in a big town church, you get to do multiple places. And I, you know, honestly, I, I've always enjoyed going, because I went there a ton when I was a kid with my grandparents, because mm-hmm. we would, you know, mom and dad would have a date night, so us kids stayed at the farm, and we would okay. that, we would oftentimes go to Saturday late afternoon mass with grandma and grandpa, and that's where we went, and I always really enjoyed going to church there. That's nice. Yeah. That's anyway. sweet. Well, that was very cool of him to say that. Yeah. I appreciate it. Was, it. It's it, like it was cool. kind of a celebrity sighting. Exactly. Right? Now on to much bigger issues. Oh, no. Mike. I didn't really want to talk about this, but I think we have to because this so perfectly illustrates how we have lost our damn minds. <laughs> our, I, I, to- totally I know you're you. going to have an opinion, yeah. and, I, and what I love about working with you is I know I can bring up basically anything, and you're going to know what it's about, and you're going to know generally speaking what I'm talking about, but I know that you're going to have some thoughts on it as well. I appreciate that. I feel like I'm, uh, I listen to enough GL that I kind of get the world. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a message from M&M's. America, let's talk. In the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice. And we definitely didn't think it would break the internet. But now we get it. Even a candy shoes can be polarizing, which was the last thing M&M's wanted since we're all about bringing people together. Therefore, we have decided to take an indefinite pause from spokes candies. In their place, we are proud to introduce a spokesperson. America can agree on the beloved Maya Rudolph. We are confident Ms. Rudolph will champion the power of fun to create a world where everyone feels they belong. Sincerely, M and M's. Are you familiar with the controversy? So did they? They they got woke. Is uh, didn't they? Didn't According they, to some. According to some, explain to me what candy. What did they have to do? To did they have like naked candies parading in front of school children's during M and M story hour at the library? What what were they doing here? Honestly, I don't know. Okay. And I don't care. Okay. I think if I'm not mistaken, they had some really woke candy characters. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, it might have been a couple. I, I can't remember the whole story. I I, I don't want to misquote nope, the don't, you good people at M&M. Because right. I enjoy an M&M. Oh, who doesn't? I, I, I like an M&M. Uh, the peanut M&M's, favorite. Right? I really enjoy those. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I eat other candies too, Reavers. But I, I will occasionally. Uh, really, if you want to have something to li- Super delicious. Pepperoni personal pan uh, pizza from Pizza Hut. Okay. Those small ones that come in that flaming hot little metal pl- pan, right? Yes, yes. With a bag of peanut M&Ms. Got me through high school. Oh. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. I'm Right now, my mouth just watered. 
In fact, um, the M&M cookie itself is my personal favorite. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To the point where, yeah, anyway. Okay, wait. Go ahead. So you'd, you'd give up everything for it. I'm going to look up. Didn't you, can't you look up M&M characters that were... Um, and some are because of the, the the various colors. They're equating it with LGBTQ and things of that nature. And I just want to say, can anything in 2023 now not be controversial? Did I say that sentence correctly? Yeah, I, I think you did. But you got to remember is, if I'm not mistaken, Eminem went out to do something identity-wise. They wanted to do the diversity, equity, inclusion. They went after that, and the world said, now you've ruined our beautiful little Eminem characters, right? Yeah. Because you've made it political instead of just making it a, a piece of delicious candy. And, I, you and, know, and go ahead, I'm sorry. We, Reavers, you know, we have those uh, little Eminem characters at the store. Like it's a little guy who stands there with his arms up and his back is open and you put Eminems in there. Yeah. And we would have people attempt to steal those and say, well, it's just a display. It's like, yeah, it's a plastic display that we want to have our M&Ms in, right? Right. And so for, for years, we would get people asking for them, right? Hmm. And um, so it's interesting to see that they, they've replaced their candies. Do you, who is this uh, woman? Is it Maya? Maya He's, Rudolph. Who's that? Why you know who she is. Uh, she was on Saturday Night Live forever. Uh, oh, um, the Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids, yeah. She, she was seems the, sweet. She's she, the one who pooped, no, she's very she's the one who pooped in the dress. She did. Okay. She was the it's bride. Happening. This it, is happening. It's, this is really happening. Oh, my God. Um, that was, that but, was a, one of the best scenes ever. But I just thought, well, what, I guess I'm the one that's bringing it up on, on the show. But I don't know. I, I just get so, and again, it's because we, and I'm saying the collective we on this, show, we, we are in the news consumption business, right? Um, and that's what we do. You, you have to read a lot. Of, I just get so bleeping wore out with this kind of crap don't you i mean or or is it a lot of people just choose not to really divulge i i, I guess i don't even know what i'm trying to say yeah I i'm mean, sleep deprived I, so bear I, with me what you, what you don't want to do is have to worry about things like m&ms Right. Yeah. But when a company goes out, I'm reading briefly as we're talking about this. The brown M&M had swapped her stilettos for lower block, uh, block heels, and the green M&M traded its go-go boots for sneakers. Right. Because they had to make them more inclusive. Like instead of the brown M&M wearing high stilettos, went to block heels, like kind of a huh. different look. Right. Okay. And I guess that just infuriated everybody. Why? Because because we're too good in America. We have too much stuff. People don't need to go out and get their butts to work every day so mm. they can get pissed off because an M&M changed his boots. That being said, M&M should have left the boots the way they are and don't try to play to the woke crowd because then people get pissed. And then now you have to have this sweet Maya become the spokesman for candy. But I guess the, the, there's a section of people, and I'm, I'm being very general by saying this, but there's just a section of people who that's what they do all day. Is they look for reasons to be offended about something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, I don't get that that line of thinking. I don't, I don't understand. Have you heard of that book? I find the title frustrating, but it does does make you think of it. It's like The Subtle Art of Not Giving a... And then the F yeah, word, sure. right? So I, I, um, I've not read the book By yet. Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. <laughs> I've not read the book, but I, I listened to a 15-minute excerpt of the book the other day. My buddy said, hey, think about this. And he made some very good points. The author, he or she, I can't remember. The, the person who was uh, doing this video was a he, so I'm going to assume it's a he. All right. Um, the author made some good points. Worry and stress about something that you have control over. 
Good point. Right? Yeah. And he also said is as you become more comfortable and as you have less things in your life, you become more stressed out about the minutia. The, what color shoes uh, Eminem's character is wearing. But if you had to get off your ass, sorry about that, and go to work, you wouldn't have time to worry about what shoes the Eminem was wearing. Right? Good point. So I think people need to, I mean, it, it's weird. I work in an industry where people work hard, reverse yes, the hardware business. absolutely. Our team, they work hard. They stand all day. They help customers all day. They lift heavy stuff. We are working. Retail is not a game. It is very difficult. And then seven days a week. Se- seven days a week. Grind. We're open every day, right? Yep. Our, our floors are cement. Nothing's comfortable about it, right? You you feel it after uh, after a long day's worth of work. And then we have people complaining, not at Fratelloni's, but people writing problems about an M M&M. and M. It's like get to work, and then you <laughs> won't have time. They they talk about how as you get older. And you go in to bring a 30 cent coupon in somewhere and they don't accept it. You lose your mind. Right. Right. And it's like, okay, it's it's 30 cents may be important. I get that. But you don't lose your mind over something like that. You have to give a, a F about stuff that you can control. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought that made a lot of sense. And I was like, wow, I'm very impressed by that. That I don't know if the book is great. I'm not telling everybody to buy it. I'm just saying it seems like we have lost things that matter to us. So everything becomes important. Yeah. You know, it, even this this horrible uh, problems down in Atlanta, right? Yeah. I'm sure you guys have talked about that. Well, uh, v- very briefly. In fact, I think the majority of our conversation about it was when we weren't recording the show. But uh, yes. So if I were to summarize, this kid who was protesting that the cops are going to build this new 90-acre cop land or whatever they were going to call it, right? They weren't going to call it cop land, but that's what the protesters were calling it, this training ground. And he's an activist. I'm like, uh, he should have been a worker, Right. First and foremost, he should have been an employed person. Right. Because I fear like if he was unemployed, I'd say, well, that's what you get. You should have been working. And my mind says, how are you surviving as an activist? You know, I find myself asking that often when it comes to things I'll either see online videos or whatnot, or when it comes to stories. And I'm thinking, how are you paying your bills? How do you unless uh, aside from just simply being a trust fund baby, which in a lot of cases, that's what these people are. Or I shouldn't say it a lot, but in some cases, that's what these people are. But how are you making it to the end of the month? Or they're no 29 money? year olds that live with their parents. Maybe that's what it and is. And their parents don't have the guts to say, I'm not paying your cell phone bill anymore. Right. Because the moment a kid would say, wait, I have to pay my own cell phone, they would have to go get a job because we knew they can't live without a cell phone. Of right? course, right. They can't live without a cell phone. And I'm not ripping on anybody. I'm not. But parents that let their kids not work at 29 so they can protest or organize. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know how you're yeah, an activist. If you're if you're seven years removed from college and you're still that, that that's not okay. Yeah. You should, no. Yeah. And and what do you do? So okay, you graduate from college, right? Mm-hmm. And then you don't go right into the workforce. You become an activist. And then what company? Say, let's pretend you're going to Macy's and you want to get a job at Macy's. And it says, for the last five years, I've been an activist. I'm going to promise you that the HR department at Macy's maybe says. That's a red flag. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and put this in the I don't know pile, right? I don't know, but I mean, wouldn't that be a very tough thing on your resume? I think you'd maybe not want to say community organizer, or maybe that's what you would say, because that sounds positive. I'm wound up about this. I'm sorry, I didn't didn't really mean to do that. People are just losing their minds. They are. Um, So... Topic number two that I wanted, and we touched well, thanks, on you this. Just leave me hanging. No, I, but I, I don't really know what what else I can personally add to this, other than we've just lost our minds. Well, can't you add? And maybe Walls could come up with more of his Walls dollars 
and help these activists. Have you seen the budget? <laughs> That's why I brought it up. Okay. It's a little shocking. You, you had it right. I think you said this is just like, uh, you know what else we should have? We should put an ice cream cone maker in the basement and then maybe a jump house outside. It was like a kid's want list. Well, what I had said, too, was this is the equivalent of, and I'm talking about, this isn't just this state. You know, mm. when it was in relation to the debt ceiling being reached. I yes. think it was, what, last Wednesday or Thursday, whenever it was. And I said, this is the same thing of you giving your kid a credit card that goes off to college. Yep. And you say, hey, for emergencies, this is this is to be used. If you, if you have to make a charge, you got to let me know. And they rack it up and they say, hey, I need another five grand, mom and dad. <laughs> and you say, oh, okay, it's, it's just another five. No. At some point, responsibility has to set in when it comes to this freewheeling spending that we're doing. Now, it's, now we sound like the Get Off My Lawn podcast. Um, you know, but it's worth it. Okay. Right? I, so there was a, a really interesting stat with our national debt. As a percentage, like if it was a person's uh, credit card, mm-hmm. and I and I, it was a long time ago when I had this, and it, things have really, really changed. But it was it was the equivalent of if you made thirty thousand dollars, our national debt was like if you made thirty thousand, that you personally had nine hundred thousand dollars in credit card oh debt. Oh my god, that was years ago. So now it's oh, like it's got to be three if times you ma- that. If you yeah. made thirty thousand, you have two point seven million dollars in credit card debt. Obviously. It's untenable. You're ne- never going to pay that back. No. Right? No. So I, I'm going to see. You read the next story. And can let me a see. country declare bankruptcy? You can, but then things really go downhill. Yeah. Right? In fact, uh, our, our um, I, one of my favorite stories, there's this book called The Jekyll of No. I can't remember it. That's okay. Um, but let me tell you about the book. It's about our Federal Reserve, okay. right? And it, it talks about how um, it's like the island of Jekyll Island or the the man of Jekyll Island. I'm forgetting. I'll, I'll, hear, I'll remember what it's called. But it was talking about countries that would get ready to file bankruptcy, mm-hmm. right? So okay. Mexico is one of these. Okay. And they said, what we'd like to do is we'd like to sell bonds backed by the United States government. So we're going to sell Mexican bonds. So people are going to invest in our bonds. We're going to get millions of dollars. And the backing, if we fail, the backing is going to fall on the United States to back these bonds. And we're a good you know, neighbor of theirs. And we said, okay, that's kind of like not giving you money. We're going to back your bonds. So Long story short is they issue these bonds, $500 million worth of it or whatever it is, and they sell all the bonds and they're super excited. Well, of course, they go ahead and default on these bonds. So the United States has to pick up the tab for all of these $500 million worth of bonds. And then as you read a little bit further, you found out that the person who paid and bought those $500 million was the United States government. Oh, God. (laughs) So they sold us bonds that they just failed at and didn't pay and we covered the 500 million dollars like what is going on how does that happen how do we let a country do that to us and the the um the devil of jekyll island let me look it up as you look at that Hmm. you have something good for me you uh okay um well i wanted to talk about um the former president but Joe, Joe pretty much touched on that earlier. But it, it was a story that I wanted to bring up with you because I know it involves one of your favorite things, which is golf. Oh, yeah. You see he won a golf tournament. Who did? Former President Trump. He wins them all, doesn't he? Over the weekend. It was his tournament. Yes. And he was out of town. Okay. But he had one round, I believe. <laughs> really? Yeah. And he declared that he was the winner. He was the winner. So kind of like the I leader think, of North Korea. I think, And that's the analogy that I had mm-hmm. made. But I, I think... He's in on the bit where he he gets that that he's joking, yeah. No, but that he's not joking, but he knows everyone's gonna have a field day with this, so he doesn't give a damn. 
and he's just going to declare that I'm the winner. I think which he's I think a, is kind of funny. He's a rascal. The guy's a rascal, <laughs> and I don't even know what terms to describe him as because he he's both drives you nuts, and, and sometimes you like some things, and sometimes you hate some things. Sure. But when I saw him at a golf course drive his cart onto the green and pick up his ball and drive off, <laughs> I lost my mind. I thought, wait, what? I would kill somebody if I owned a golf course. Then I found out it was his golf course, right? right? And you're like, okay, all right, you can drive your golf cart. Your out own here. rules. But it just it definitely seemed like something you wouldn't do, right? Right. right. Um. All right, uh, you're still looking up that story, or are yeah. you looking up a, a, a news title? I, I'm looking up that story, but okay, you know you can still keep uh, the creature from Jek- Jekyll Island is what it was called. Okay, what year did it come out? Um, it's it's very old. It's like two thousand pages. Okay, so it really takes a long time to read, yeah, and it's all it is to. is about banking. It's lovely. Came <sighs> out in two thousand ten. Okay. Okay, that's the yeah. That might be the second edition, but I think it was two thousand to ten. We spent a number of minutes talking about this next uh, story. I wanted to bring up today because the uh, best picture nominations came out today. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. And uh, Kenny made fun of my favorite movie of the last year. I heard thoroughly on the Garage Logic Town Council, mm-hmm. and uh, I just want to tell him and everyone else, jokes on you because Top Gun Maverick was nominated for best picture. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. How is that? That just shows you what we've become. It's a you've seen it. I've seen it. It's a great movie. It was a totally okay movie. <laughs> it was totally okay. I it, you can't have what is supposed to be realistic <clears throat> that they spend all the time taking they, they should have never wasted their time with actual flying. They should have just CGI'd it. That's what made it great. No, because at some point in time, they run up to a plane that hasn't started in five years, and they kickstart it. They push it down the road, and it starts up. That's the power of Maverick. And and then they fly down, spoiler alert, they fly down a runway that's pot-marked with bombs, but they just steer out of the way. They kind of go on the sidewalk, and that is suspension of disbelief. You just can't take, Reverse. Everything else was kind of realish. Yep. And then they said, let's jumpstart this F-16, and let's see if what we can do. You know, the uh, the great part about me being able to share that, n- not only have I seen Top Gun Maverick several eight, eight times, times, eight, but I've seen it in three different states <laughs> in the theater. Once on vacation, and then once, uh, yeah, anyway. So <clears throat> when I watched it for the very first time, mm-hmm. I was alone, because I, I, I just needed to to um, consume it by myself. Sure. Plus, you knew you were going to cry. And then the second time was with my wife and children. Mm-hmm. And we went to the theater together. So I knew what was going to happen, yeah. but it was fun to watch them react. Really? Oh, yeah, it was great. And I even got the at the, the the part at the end that I'm I'm not gonna you know, announce, but she grabbed my arm in such such a tense moment because she didn't know what was gonna Spoiler happen. Spoiler alert: We win. <laughs> they believe it or not, we, they didn't all die in a fiery plane crash. Spoiler so alert. So then, when we were on our Fourth of July vacation out on the West Coast in Seattle, mm-hmm. I said, "It's Fourth of July. We gotta go." We see. just went to the parade, and I I forget what city we went to. It was outside of Tacoma. Found a great little town, mm-hmm. great little parade. It was right on the water. It was fantastic. And I said, oh, there's a movie theater nearby. We could totally go see Top Gun Maverick on the 4th of July. And she said, you're insane. I said, but yeah, the boys want to go see it, right, mm-hmm. boys? And they went, yeah! Oh, my good God. Anyway, so it was nominated for Best Picture. Um, very I, I want to hear more about the nominations because I because it's impressive that nothing I know Nothing else. Nothing else. I Can you even... read them to me? Because I've now, uh, usually right. in the past, I think I had seen them all. One, two, three. And then... Now I I don't know if I'll see have seen anything besides, all right, uh, Maverick. So there have been ten 
films nominated for Best Picture, which the, I believe is the most. Okay, they, that okay, can be nominated. that seems like a lot. It does. Right? Okay, I believe they increased that a couple of years ago. Yeah, inclusion is what. So they're... Top Gun Maverick is going to win, so it doesn't matter what it, it whatever. Better not. Win. Okay, uh, The Fablemans. Oh, I heard that was good. Okay, that's uh, what's his name Spielberg's story. Oh, that's the yeah. one that he made for his mom. I think so. Right? It's, it's like his childhood. Okay, yeah. then, okay, I should probably watch mm-hmm. that because that that did sound interesting. Something called Tar, T A R. Um, I, I, actually, I think I know that one. Okay, but go ahead. I don't know that one. Uh, Let's pretend I don't know. Triangle anything. of Sadness. Okay, sounds good. Um, <laughs> oh my God, Th- this has no business being nominated for Best Picture. Avatar: The Way of Water. I know it's super popular. I know it makes a ton of money. But you're not going to be able to rip Top Gun Maverick if you're going to think that this is okay to be nominated for Best Picture. Okay, I, I haven't seen it yet. I, I thought the first one was unique, right? Um, the first Avatar. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once is another film. Yeah, I, I think I've seen no that No idea. Yeah. Uh, women Talking. I live that one. <laughs> That's what I get all the time. The Banshees of Inesherin. Oh, that sounds good, too. Okay. Uh, the Elvis movie, which I actually do want to see, but I have not yet, because mm-hmm. uh, it does look very good. How about the fact that they, uh, that both um, Lisa Marie, mm-hmm. and, uh, and the next day, she's yeah. found dead. Like yeah. That's just so, so sad. So sad. Yeah. Uh, Elvis. And then All Quiet on the Western Front. Which well, I'm not familiar with. Well, All Quiet on the Western Front, is that is that a new version of that I movie? I think that's... Okay, I'm willing to be corrected. I'm not your movie guy. Okay. But I believe that's a Netflix film. Okay. I believe, but I'm willing to be corrected. Oh, well, that, that's not, I mean, I thought that was an old movie, but that I, I look forward to that. Okay. Right? So it's a war movie. There like, war dramas I enjoy. Right? I, I will say this, too. Austin, is it Austin Butler, the guy that played Elvis? He, he did make a very uh, good young did Elvis. He? Like, he, j- he looks like a young Elvis. I have a theory, Reavers. Yes. That movies like Maverick... And and people are, are going to hate me for, for this. Meatheads like me? No, <laughs> are made for people that love country music. And I'm going to tell you why. Hmm. Because when you're listening to country music, life is okay. I was like listening to some lyrics, and the, the this particular song. If I were to just break it down, he's like, "Got good news from the bank today." That was one line. The loan came through for my new Chevrolet, <laughs> right? And I said, "Okay." So he's getting a new truck. All he wants to do is go mudding. Yep. And I'm like. Okay, I'm with you, right? Go get the loan. You get the new Chevy. He's got to have a girl involved, but he just wants to go mudding. And I thought, so I've been listening because I think life is stressful, right? And I I live a blessed life. I really do. But life is stressful. And I think the more I listen to country music, I'm like, yeah. It's a good escape. This guy just got himself a new Silverado, right? Everybody. And then I thought to myself, because my monkey little brain of, of business says, no wonder Ford isn't as popular as Chevrolet in country Music realm because nothing rhymes with Ford, right? right. You can say There's Chevrolet nothing elegant about all day. Sh- about Ford in, yeah. a, in a song lyric. Yeah, you can't say I yeah. went and got my Ford. You got to enunciate the <laughs> Chevrolet, right? Maybe that's why they chose the name. Maybe that's mm. right. And and I thought Ford needs to come out with a truck that has multiple syllables so it can go into a country song. Give it out to some country singers, right? An F one fifty kind of works, but it seems a little generic, right, for a song. But as I listen to country, I think I like Maverick. I'm happy with, I don't care that they kick-started a F-16 fighter jet that was laying in some Russian nope, hole. Nope. I don't care that they did that to win the war. I don't care that, because no. I'm just happy because I'm going to go modding in my Silverado later. This movie was made for the people like me who loved the original mm-hmm. 
And what it did was it checked the boxes for us to relive 1986. And I get that. That's I exactly get that more than what I- this was. But I will say this. And I know, and, you know, Joe and Kenny both say, it's a giant cliche. Every new, every, well, no, of course S. he did. No, of course, S. That's every exactly movie's a giant cliche. But, but it was also done well with, you know, actual footage. They were really flying. I, and, and I think that, that was also a draw for the people that might not have seen the original. So, whatever. So, pro wrestling, right? <laughs> You're not going to equate Top Gun Maverick to pro Top wrestling. Top Gun Maverick, pro wrestling, country music. Okay. I like all those things. But there are guys that watch country, or that watch pro wrestling. My Uncle Doug, an incredibly smart man. Yep. Right? Super smart. Does great work. Does uh, some stuff with us. He's, he's super creative. He loves pro wrestling. Had a blog about it. Does all knows everything about it. And I say to him, Doug, do you do you not know who's going to win this one? Right. You know this is entertainment. And he and he lies to himself <laughs> and says, I don't care. I I like this. Right. Right. This is and, what I want. This is what I want. And maybe life is better. Joe hit on this the other day. With that gal who was saying, hey, our property taxes give us clean water. And he's like, I just want to touch her to get a little bit of what she has. Maybe Joe needs to listen to a little country music. Yeah. And just think about, then he'll go buy a Silverado instead of all these little foreign cars he buys. There is, speaking of this then, I never knew this was going to come up. (laughs) But there is a song by Tim McGraw. Okay. Um, you, you're, you know, who I know, I, I know who he is yeah. and he, it's fairly, re- I'm not going to say it's new, but it's, it came out within the last couple of years mm-hmm. and it's called 7,500 OBO. Okay. And the song is about him as a younger man needing to sell his truck because it reminds him too much of the girl that broke his heart sure, I remember because that she one. would, she would ride in the yep, truck with him yep. and talking about She'd have her feet on the dash, and that's all mm-hmm. he can think about mm-hmm. when he's driving. And it, every guy, in some way, can relate to that, yep. right? Yep. And in, I don't know why the hell I decided to bring this up, but in, so it, it's it's that type of it's going to hit you in one. It, the song might be stupid. It's a great song, but I it's a great song. song because it's going to hit you at a moment that you can place in your past. I go back point. every time I listen to that song. I think, oh, the moment she put her feet on my dash, we would have broken up. And I'm like, hey, honey, this is my new truck. Get your feet off the dashboard. What are you thinking? At least now I can say, hey, there's airbags. Those are going to kill you. Right? Oh. I don't have to be a prick about it. I can just say, hey, it's very dangerous. Get your. For some reason, many girls that I've known have attempted to put their feet up on the dashboard. It's like, what are you doing? Get, get your feet off my dashboard. Yeah, it's like putting your foot on a couch with your shoe on. When I when when uh, my my beloved and I started dating, I was driving this. So we started dating in January of 1999. Oh wow! And I was at that time driving a 1987 Pontiac Bonneville that had about 220 thousand. So you miles didn't care what she did. So she could have rode on the on the roof. I didn't give a damn. Okay, so I'm going to ask you some courting questions. Did you like court her so fast and said, we need to get married before 2000 because we don't know what's going to happen? No. You you dated for like eight years. In fact, yeah, it it got to the point where I was getting made fun of to the, what are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to close this deal or what? Well, we were just really not in a hurry. Yeah. Plus you were waiting for marriage. So you didn't have that whole sex thing to worry about. Right. I mean, (laughs) right. Had none of that to worry about. No, you had none of that. So you weren't clouding your relationship with romanticism. Absolutely not. Okay. So you didn't do one of those. I need to get married before 2000 because, you know, party over. No, but I do remember when we were picking out a date and I, I remember thinking, 
well, do we, because we both wanted a fall wedding mm-hmm. and I had proposed on Christmas Eve. Okay. Because I was too cheap to buy her a gift. No, because yes. I just want, I, I just thought that was a nice. So you've destroyed that day for, for the rest of the <laughs> no. Well, but I remember thinking, okay, well, we probably can't get married this fall because the place we wanted had already been booked or okay. whatever. And I, so we, we, I remember we had waited an extra year to mm-hmm. plan the day. And I thought, well, that's good because. This is basically the I because in fact I got married right before I started working here. Did so um, fall? I'm thinking World Series time. And you know the best thing. Yeah, I want to hear. How, how did this relate to ball? Oh, this is so good. Okay, <laughs> does she know this? Oh yeah, hundred okay, percent. Right. In fact, it was part of my. So when I have to do the hey, thank you everybody for coming. Okay, you know, of course I wasn't mm. gonna. It was about. But I asked her. I said, "Do you want to do any speaking?" She said, "Are you out of your mind?" Sure. Of course not. Yeah, yeah. She says, "I know you'll you'll handle it from mm. here." And I said, "Well, I personally because it was a Saturday, obviously, and I had said I would personally like to thank the Minnesota Vikings for scheduling their bye week." For this week. Nice. And so that got a nice round of okay. applause. Yeah. And it was one of the years the Twins didn't make the playoffs. Okay. So we'd have to worry about that. But I will say at the groom's dinner at the restaurant we had it at, I did instruct the wait staff that the TV that was in the corner had to be on the Major League Baseball playoff oh, that, that evening. So good. And she was completely fine with she that. She was fine. Yeah. So you just zoned out and watched baseball. And then she, <laughs> and she didn't say to herself... Why am I doing no, this? No, right? no, not at all. Well, that's nice that you can get away with that stuff. All right. Uh, speaking of that very thing, mm-hmm. I I saw this story I think about a week ago and sent it to myself to bring it up with you because you're you're a money guy. I, I, I don't know. That's I that's mean, what you do. My here. brain works in mathematics. And I saw this story and I thought this would be something I need to bring up with Mike on the show. Headline: This is from the New York Post. Mm-hmm. My mom won't babysit her grandchild. Unless I pay her $20 an hour plus overtime. Really? As new parents, Nina and her husband are struggling for money. Her daughter is just a few months old, but she's already looking at daycare and worrying the fees will eat up much of what she earns. They've got over $7,000 in credit card debt, and Nina said paying daycare fees could drive them further into debt. She was hoping to learn, lean on her mother to help out, but the 29-year-old was gobsmacked to learn that she wanted to charge an hourly rate for babysitting. For the grandma, the issue didn't seem to be the money, but instead she disapproved that Nina was going back to work instead of staying home with her child. Uh, My mom is 64 and has been a stay-at-home since 1992 and hasn't been part of the workforce since then, she explained. She also added that if I really wanted this baby, then maybe I should have thought about staying home like she did to take care of it while my partner goes to work and provides for us like a traditional family. A lot to unpack here. I get... I'm with her, actually. Mom's stance. Yeah, I'm with her. I kind of get mom's yeah. stance about staying home. But in this day and age, it's really, really difficult for people to have one income. It, it is. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, if she stayed home with the kids, then they wouldn't have to pay for daycare, which makes it a little easier to have one income, right? Sure. But it, if if you want to live at a certain means, a certain yeah, level, yeah, whatever, yeah. two incomes are going to be required. I know, but you might have to spend twenty dollars an hour for daycare, which is like an awfully good hourly wage for you know ninety percent of the people that do standard jobs. True, right? True. Yeah. So you're I mean, you're with mom. I'm here. with mom because the mom is saying, "Hey, why do I have to do this?" 
when you are going to go get a job, why don't mom is just like, why don't I just go get a job myself and make money? And then you just stay home with the kids or I don't want to work. And plus, I don't want to watch. I, I, I like children. I don't want to watch my kids' kids. That's not my job. Right? Yeah. Doesn't that seem like a lot of work? But most of the time, because I, I remember the early days, you know, when Jess, especially, you know, when, going through it the first time, when Jess went back to work after she had almost four months off, I think it was almost four months, and then she went back to work. First of all, she was a disaster when she had to go back to work. Oh, did she, she not like that? Well, no, she wanted to be home, and I, I, oh. I get it completely, but we leaned on both sets of parents so much, especially early on with... Well, he's you know he's not feeling well, so we can't you know we can't take him in or oh man it was it was a lot of hey I gotta I gotta head out early because I gotta go pick up the kid and it was a lot of that kind of stuff. Where that is that is the absolute opposite of my ex wife. Okay, she wanted to get back to work. Oh really? Right now, <laughs> she would have left the hospital and gone gone and got into a Zoom I'm out. meeting. <laughs> yeah, so it was uh, she really wanted to get back to work. So and we were pretty lucky the when we moved. Uh, not just recently, but the previous time, we ended up finding a, a home daycare lady who was beyond our wildest expectations. She was fan-freaking-tastic and a lifesaver. So we really lucked out big time. My favorite story, my beautiful daughter, Adelaide, three months in a day. She's right at the time where we can take her to this daycare. Sure. And this daycare, I'm going to give it a plug, McDonald Montessori off of West St. You've Paul. mentioned them before, yeah. Best place. They had a little guy playing the guitar outside for the kids. Right? I mean, it was just gorgeous. It's, an old, it's right next to St. Stan's, right by Mancini's, right? Just love it. And I go to my kids in her little car seat, right? Because that's how I carried her because yep. I didn't know how to do it yet, right? And I reach down to pull her out of her car seat. And she has this cute outfit on because she wants to look like a million bucks. And she had crapped all the way up to her mid hairline. Like it was, I, I looked at her, I was just godsmacked. I was like, what? N- no. And I, I start to put her back down and they're like, what's wrong? And I said, oh, she had an accident. And they said, oh, we got it. And I said, what do you mean? They said, oh, no, there's, hey. there's, little- yeah, I mean, it's like this, I have to throw away this car seat. I mean, like everything about it was, it was destroyed. And they said, this happens every day. <laughs> And I looked at them, you know, that thing where you do with your hands, you're like, like okay. I did that little thing. I said, see you later. It was the best, like Bye, literally honey, one I of the, you. I mean, it was great. I looked down at my sweet little beautiful daughter and said, good luck to you. And I get there and she has a little change of outfit on. They said she had a great day. And I was like, how great of a day. She started with pooping her pants up to her hairline. Yeah, it was a tough go at yeah, the beginning. I, I've never, I've never done that. I've never pooped my pants all the way to my hairline. Well, I don't know if this would help that situation, oh, but no. our guy Dave Pounds is the inventor of the slush buster. You know what happens if you don't clear the ice from around your wheels, Michael? You get this will cause a few problems for you and your vehicle. Your car may feel shaky while driving because the tire is rubbing and hitting against the ice. Your tires may get premature wear from rubbing on the ice. Yes, believe it or not, that ice can cause damage to your tires. Your suspension will feel a lot less bouncy, and you may even hear bumps and cracking as you hit potholes. And if you drive in St. Paul, you're going to be hitting a lot of potholes. Since your wheel now has less room to move up and down, (laughs) you can damage your car, and that's why you need a slush buster. How are we doing with inventory at Federal? Uh, I, I did hardware. get 21 more in. Nice. Because he, he grabbed them, and he, these are the last of them. This is it. And did he say, did, do you have his email up? Because I don't have it in front of me. Uh, like I, St. Louis Park, like a handful of my stores got them. 
Everybody might have one or two because I kind of moved everything around. Maybe call ahead? Call ahead, but there was a few stores that had 10. Okay. And they will... They're just going to be gone. I mean, they're just going to be gone. But okay. but as of right now, and probably through next week, right? Because we're not picking up a lot of snow right and now. And I got news for you. Winter ain't going anywhere no, anytime just, soon. Did you, did you see the weather forecast for next season? I did. I'm not looking forward to that. No. Like, I I'm, I was already chilled today at 31. When I when I see, especially, it, I don't know why this hits harder when it's on a weekend. But when I see a weekend daytime high with a single number, I get angry. And I don't know why. I've lived here my entire life. I know that's what happens this time of the year. But when I see Keith Marler standing in front of a five on a Saturday, I get mad. I, I don't mind the five because I know it's going to be sunny out, right? Because it's always real clear, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, sure. it's, you know, when, whenever there's there's no clouds to keep in the heat, yeah. it's the negative 19 oh. in the middle of the night. Anyway. Right? And I got a dog that needs to go outside, and that dog no. looks at me like, I'm not doing this. And I love dogs, but yeah. that's honestly the main reason I don't have a dog. So you I a cat do... to just poop in your house. Yeah, okay. and, then it, and guess what? When I clean it up, I'm doing it in shorts and a t-shirt, yeah. and it's 66 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's way easier. It's so much easier. <laughs> I get it. I feel you. Anyway, stop in at one of your 21. Call ahead to one of your 21 Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores locations. And the dog and cat story had nothing to do with the slush buster in this case. That was uh, extemporaneous speaking. Added value. Added value. You're welcome, Dave. All, also at Wellna Ace Hardware, and you can also find them online at slushbuster.us. Check Amazon as well, but just Fratelloni's is your way to go, or slushbuster.us. U.S. Uh, yeah, Michael, you know what? That's all I got for you today. Reavers, you're the best. Please do us a favor and rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to the Weekly Scramble. His name is Mike Fratelloni. My name is Chris Reavers. We will talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.